You're listening to Preston's Poetry Podcast. to sit with this. I'm terrible at poetry. I just don't get it. It's not really my thing. I'm going to have to study this a few times before, before I get it. All of these are things I've heard about poetry, and they're all things that just make my heart sink. Also, though, they're all things that can be remedied. So I want to offer an idea that may help you understand poetry and to help you get more out of it. That idea is that poetry is concentrated. That is, poetry is a whole bunch of meaning, story, feeling, imagery just distilled until it's almost too rich to taste. You can't take poetry like a shot or guzzle down a whole gallon of it. No, you're going to have to sip it. Let me explain. Imagine a nonfiction book, let's say a huge college textbook. The author crams a lot of detailed facts into it because really, most of the information will be forgotten. In fact, some 80 to 90% of what you read or what you're taught will be forgotten. Most of anything you're taught or what you read, you aren't even really paying attention to. A good 20% is then lost just in the time getting into the learning mode, and the brain goes through some phases to be able to focus and put everything else in the back burner. So, When it all comes down to it, you really only remember some 10% of what you read or learn in the long term. But let's take a novel. The whole story could be reduced down to just a certain number of plot points and characters. If you just wanted to get the idea, but no, novels were made to entrance us in a lot of fantasy or thrill us into spending hundreds of pages getting from A to Z. Years after the fact, unless you've read the book many times, You'll only remember the most basic information, maybe a scene, a quote, plot point, character. Again, only about 10% of it remains from your first reading. Now, poetry is different. Poetry does the opposite. It doesn't cloud the point or try to lull you into feeling it. Poetry wants to find only that 10% you would remember, just the important stuff and nothing else. Poetry tries to distill an idea, a mood, a scene, a lesson, whatever, into its purest, simplest form. Now, it would stand to reason that if you then read a poem, you would only get 10% of what the poet is saying, right? Well, the good thing is that almost all poems are very short, and for as much as you can get out of poetry, they really take hardly no time at all to read through. I imagine you could grow really close to dozens of poems in the time that it would take you to read a whole standard novel. Plus, besides being short, they are also often written in a way that you can enjoy them and repeat them in your head, and so find more and more to enjoy about it every single time that you repeat it. There are a number of techniques poets use to do that, like rhyme, but I'll make you wait on that for when we can focus on those things with other exciting poems. But the important point here is simply that poetry is concentrated. It reduces the info to its purest form, so reduced that it's hard to fully unpack it. Every ounce of it is worth its weight in gold. 
There's no smoke and mirrors, no getting into it. I want to offer one poem to illustrate this point. It's a very famous poem that's very easy to memorize and one that I think will resonate with lots of people. It's The Red Wheelbarrow by William Carlos Williams. It's a poem with only 16 words, four stanzas of two lines, each one line with three words, followed by one word. No punctuation, no capitalization, no special indentations, nothing. Anyway, here it is. The Red Wheelbarrow by William Carlos Williams. So much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. That's it. That's the whole poem. Now, there's lots to say about this poem, actually, but you can do your own research on that if you'd like. I would say that this poem, above all, is about simplicity and rest and the importance that the little things hold. I mean, imagine a world without all these little flashes of memory that made you happy, without the moments where you felt you were infinite. That would be a horrible, terrible nightmare to live in. But what does Williams give us? A simple image. A red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. A picturesque country scene. One that pressures us not to think about tomorrow's plans or politics or any of the number of other cacophonous things we have to worry about every single day. No, it pressures us to picture that scene and to feel its tranquility for just a moment. Now, perhaps for you, a tranquility scene is not a wheelbarrow or chickens, but maybe it's a dimly lit cafe laughing with friends. The purr of your cat. Thanksgiving dinner, the radio blaring your favorite song while you barrel down the highway in your car. Williams is saying in this poem that those things are so very, very important, that a lot depends on those things. How could we, or why would we ever want to live without those moments? Now, I also don't want to hand feed you the meaning of every poem. I do this for no other reason than I want you to enjoy poems not just me talking about them. And furthermore, a lot of poems have a lot more to unpack. Some can instigate a whole array of different interpretations, so my goal here is for you to be able to read a poem that's totally new to you and to be able to get into it and love it. Now, the first thing that any book on poetry will tell you to do if you want to understand poetry is to learn about meter or stresses or rhyme and so on. While I think those things really do help, you know, we need some milk before we get cream, so I'm going to just make this very simple. How does Williams get this point about simplicity across? Well, in each set of two lines, the first line has three words. So, much depends. A red wheel, glazed with rain, beside the white. And each of those is followed by a single word. A palm, barrow. Water. Chickens. By doing this, Williams follows three things with just one thing, like an exercise in simplifying. A red wheel, barrow. Beside the white, chickens. And we go from those three words to just one word in one breath. So much depends upon. A red wheelbarrow. 
So for what it's worth, too, every time we end a stanza with that word, our intonation falls more and more intensely. It's like settling into a big armchair, uh, taking a deep breath or counting to ten. Now listen for those things as I read it again. This is The Red Wheelbarrow by William Carlos Williams. So much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. Now I like to think he's right. So much does depend on that image, even if that's not my personal image of simplicity. But it is undeniably a relatable image of simplicity. If you want, try to write your own, beginning with so much depends upon. Four syllables and three words, so much depends, followed by one word of two syllables, upon. Repeating that scheme three times more, and give us an image of your version of a red wheelbarrow and rainwater and chickens. Now this poem, and the poem that you may write, is something that you can repeat to yourself throughout your day to ground you, or to give you some hope or feeling of rest. Repeating Williams's poem, or your version of it, will allow you to unpack it, that entire whole concentrated point, that whole image and everything it means. And the more you sit with it, you might begin to notice something strange happen. As people are talking, if you hear a certain beat in a song, it's not going to remind you of the words you wrote or of William Carlos Williams' words, but of the beats of those words. And it'll send you back into your version of Beside the White Chickens. Hey y'all, Preston here. Thanks for tuning in. My favorite lines of today's poem were glazed with rainwater. Tell me yours or ask me stuff on Preston's Poetry Podcast Instagram or Facebook page or via the website Preston's Poetry Podcast.com. We'll see y'all.